Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. Amen. Well, I'm excited to be here. Um, it took me two days to get here, but I'm excited. <laughs> uh, my wife sends her greetings. She's on her way. She will leave South Africa in a couple of days. She's uh, meeting me in Orlando in a, couple, in a week, week's time. So I'm glad that she'll be joining. But she's sending her regards to everyone. But I believe that this moment, that God has set this moment. I spoke about it this morning, that over the next two, three days, there's things that's about to happen, and we have to prepare our spirits and our hearts to receive. And I really want you to be open for what God is about to do over the next couple of days. If, uh, if someone doesn't take their portion, you need to grab it. So I'm going to be here tonight. I'm, I'm so glad that we could make some changes, and I'm going to be here. Um, and I'm looking forward to this moment. It's so important to me in my life because I believe it is a moment in time. I'm at the right time, at the right place. And you too. So prepare your hearts for the next couple of days and what God wants to do. It was such a beautiful testimony this morning of a prophetic word that went out to someone else. And a person, I believe, behind the sound desk, listened to that word and said, this is for me. I'm going to take this. And he, and he grabbed that word, and the entire word came into fulfillment in his life. And I want to share this with you. You know, I have a, have a disability. I can only minister to a certain amount of people. But the Holy Spirit has the ability to minister to everyone at the same time. And if you open up your heart and you open up your spirit, um, as we prophesy or minister to a specific person, you'll sense in your heart that this is for me. Grab onto that word. Hold on to it because it's the spirit that's ministering to you. Don't sit here and say, God, I want them to pick me and then leave here and have a disappointment or be disappointed because you were not picked or you didn't receive a personal prophecy. Every one of us, the message that I'm sharing with you tonight is prophetically. It's a prophetic message. I believe every sermon that's, that's about to be delivered over the next couple of days is a prophetic sermon. The entire sermon is a prophetic word. Okay. And I want you to receive it and to take it because God is about to do something. You know, obedience sets something in motion where things that took years suddenly takes days. So there's a second part on your behalf where God wants you to respond or He wants you to act. There'll be things over the next couple of days that God speaks to you too. Every person, different levels. But I want to ask you, I want to plead with you to respond. Because that thing will set something in motion. It'll start to happen. God is a God of time, seasons, and cycles. This is a season. This is a time. It is a moment. Don't miss this moment. This moment right now. God has brought us all to this place, this time, and there's a change that has come. There's a season that is changing. And as a family, we want to see and we want to celebrate your victory. We're excited about what God's going to do in your life. We're excited about the change that is coming right now all over. There's so many negative things that's happening, but yet there's so many positive things happening all over the world. God's building His kingdom. Now, I believe that, it, that most of the people here is in a church or connected to a church, but I want to say to you that the church is still part of God's end plan. And I want to ask you if you are here tonight, and you're not connected, you're plugged in somewhere to find a place or a church that you can be active in, be part of a spiritual family. 
God has called me to the prophetic, and for the last three years, I've been to 24 different nations. We've been traveling a lot, and we've been preaching and ministering a lot. But back home, I have a local church that I attend. And when I'm in my church, I'm not a prophet. I'm just Andre, and I attend the church. Many times my pastor asks me to prophesy, but I'm just there with my family to receive. And every person needs a place like that. So if you hear you're called to the prophetic or to be a prophet, then it doesn't mean that you don't need to be connected or you don't need a spiritual family. You need someone that you can be connected to, that you can be accountable to. Prophet Ed is my spiritual father. He's been such a blessing in my life, and I'm accountable to him. And uh, I'm accountable to my pastor. I'm not a, a lone ranger that runs around and I'm not a parking lot prophet. I don't prophesy in a parking lot. It is for the church and for the Lord's people. Okay. Amen. You can get your Bible. We're going to run through a couple of things as soon as we can. I'm in ministry for 16 years, 17 years this year. Um, I've been, I went straight from school directly into ministry. My dad is evangelist in South Africa. So I grew up in a ministry that um, its main purpose of focus was to win souls. My dad would go and buy bread and milk, and he would come back with a soul. And he forgot about the bread and milk. So I grew up in a ministry where everything was about souls, soul winning. Um, they're still continuing, but I had still in ministry. But four years ago, the Lord called me to prophet, do the prophetic. I didn't ask for it. Um, I had a desire and a hunger for God's voice, and God's voice played a tremendous role in my entire life. But the Lord called me to it. Now, I want you to understand that we have a lot of people today that is prophetic, but they're not prophets. Okay. They're prophetic. And everyone should be prophetic. It comes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He says everyone can prophesy. And we should exercise it. But everyone is not called to be prophets. And tonight I want to explain to you the difference between the gifting and the office. And the importance of the New Testament prophet. Unfortunately today we have many Old Testament uh, or let me say it this way, we have many New Testament prophets that's functioning with Old Testament mindsets. The way they're prophesying, the way they're doing things, they're still prophesying death and negative things. But let me tell you that a true prophet today is someone who in the midst of a storm can prophesy hope. In the midst of chaos can bring peace. In the midst of that. There's many things happening all over the world, and as soon as uh, some kind of terror happens, there's always a prophet that gets up, and they want to give their opinion and their idea. And people like negative, you know, the media loves negative news, and they all flock to that. But we need some true prophets today that would stand up. Now, I want to ask you, have you seen a false $25 note? Have any one of you seen one? Not. And the reason for that is because there's not a real one. Okay. We have many false prophets today, but there's some real ones. There's some real ones that God is raising up for this season and for this time to make an impact on the earth. So there's so many negative people out there or negative prophets and things that they're prophesying, but we need some real prophets. I'm excited because, you know, to meet people all over the world and see how God is raising up kingdom citizens, people that want to build his kingdom and wants to build his church. Now, I believe, I just came back from Europe, and I ministered in Germany, Czech Republic, Slovakia, and Austria. Just came back now, and I've seen so many different things all over the world, 
And I believe for the local church to exist, we need the entire fivefold ministry within one church. With me? Okay. We need the prophets to come back to church. We need to be there. We need the evangelists to get plugged in and get connected again. For many years we had a prophetic church or a pastoral church or evangelistic church, but we need the entire fivefold to get together and to work as one under the governing authority of the apostle or pastor. Okay. So when I come here and when I travel and go to different churches, when I come in here, I submit my gifting under this church. Long before I came here, the Lord placed a man here to pastor this church. Long before that. And I believe that God will give, with, with the calling, that God will give him a vision and God will give him purpose in what he needs to do here. He doesn't need a prophet to come in here and direct him and dictate to him what he needs to do. So I come here in the prophetic and I'm here to support what God has placed here in this church. When a prophet comes into a city or into a church and he leaves and people leave with him, it is a problem. It's a problem. We have many prophets today that's traveling and they're breaking churches up and they're destroying churches. Many of the churches that I go to today Charismatic churches that believes in the Holy Spirit and in healing don't allow me to prophesy because of what prophets have done over the years. Many pastors here in America, one of my good friends in New York, um, I met him the first time and we did an old testimony of what happened, but something happened in his church and he decided that never again will he allow a prophet in his church because of something that happened. It's all over the world, it's happening. And it's important, part of my calling is to restore the prophetic, or to come in and show people and train people in how pastors and prophets can work together and can function together. You know, we have one common goal, and that common goal is to build God's kingdom. That's it. We want to build God's kingdom. We want to see souls saved. We want to see people come into the city. There's so many people in this city that needs God. And the church needs to, needs to be a place that will welcome them in so they can be connected to our Heavenly Father and they can become our brothers and sisters. Amen. 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 It was my sermon. <laughs> In the book of Isaiah, chapter 50, verse 4, it says, The Sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. It says, the sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. And that's why I'm saying to you today that a real prophet is someone who in the midst of a storm can prophesy life. That knows the word that sustains the weary. Now, there's a key in this scripture. And the key in this scripture is that we have people who are weary. And the only thing that will sustain them is the Word. The Word. It is the Word that will sustain them. It's the Word that will keep them up. It's the Word, the word that will keep them going. Okay. So I hope you understand my English. I, English is my third language. We speak Afrikaans in South Africa. My taal is Afrikaans. It's very my taal. I hope you all can learn and with my praat one day. It's our language. Okay. Um, someone in America 
thought that they can speak Afrikaans, and they came to me and said, um, and they spoke Afrikaans to me, and I had, had no idea what they said. So <laughs> I said to the ladies, I don't understand what you said. But anyway, so Afrikaans is my first language, and then tongues, my second language, and then English, my third language. <clears throat> okay. We have 24 languages in South Africa. Um, every different region uh, or tribe speaks a different language, so it's, so it's, it's impossible to speak all the languages. We're trying to find common ground and speak English, but um, everyone is proud of their language, and no one wants to change. My parents cannot speak English at all, and they refuse to, because um, they are dedicated to our language, Afrikaans. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so <coughs> I want to speak to you about the difference between prophetic gifting and the prophetic office. And when we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we find the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, which you well know. Okay. Now, in the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, there's three gifts that I want to point out, and that is word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and prophecy. Three gifts. Now, when we read about the giftings, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11... He says that the Holy Spirit gives the gifts. He decides who he wants to give this person. One, five, three, two. He gives them to us. So everyone, every person can prophesy in the gifting. And right through the Bible, we would find everywhere where prophets would get together, group together, where someone would come or get into that group, then suddenly they can prophesy as well. So many times on a Sunday, the prophetic is loosened and everyone can prophesy. Because it's open, we have access to it. But the gifting, when it comes to the gift there, the main purpose of the gifting is there's protocol or parameters to that gifting, which is, let me give you the scripture, <clears throat> which is 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1 to 3. It starts off and says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to the people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them, they utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. So the protocol or the parameters for the gifting to flow is it should always, always build comfort and encourage. Always. Some people don't agree with me, and they said, Andre, but the Bible says that God disciplines His children. Yes, God disciplines His children, but God has a way to hit you so hard, but it feels so good. <laughs> God's way of disciplining is not the way we discipline. We break people. We hurt them. But God has a way to, the Lord has rebuked me several times in my life, but I felt better afterwards. He didn't break me. He spoke straight to that situation, but the way he speaks doesn't tear me apart or doesn't, you know, leave scars and marks. That's not God's way. So we have to learn when we receive a prophetic word, I have a built-in filter in my spirit. And that filter is both comfort and encourage. And whatever someone says to me, I throw through that filter. And whatever comes out of it is what I take. First prophetic word that I received in my life was at the age of 17, a lady prophesied over me. I had this beautiful black silk shirt that I used to wear, and she prophesied over me, and she said, well, 
this shirt that you have on, there's, a, there's this dark cloud that's over your life. And that's it. She just left me there. And I remember for six months, every time when I wanted to get dressed, I wanted to put on this shirt, but then I reminded the cloud that's on it, so I left it. <laughs> after six months, I prayed about the situation. I said, God, I don't know what this means. And as I prayed, I saw a vision of this cloud. But it opened up and a sun came through. And God said that there's a storm in your life, but I'm bringing sunshine. Now, she didn't tell me that part. She was so eager to prophesy that she only gave me, and she's not a false prophet. She didn't miss it. She only gave me half of the information. So she prophesied over my life and just gave me that part and left me there. I'm sharing this with you because when you get something for someone, you get a prophetic word, you need to trust God for the complete word. Wait and ask God what the meaning is. One of the biggest mistakes that we make is different flows of God's voice. God speaks to us through dreams, through visions, through pictures. He speaks to us through hearing, um, audibly, things of music, anything that we hear, feeling, sensing. There's so many different ways. But the people that see, often God speaks to them through pictures and through dreams and through visions. And they would receive a picture and they would give the person the picture. I can't tell you how many emails I have of people that say to me, I've dreamed about you last night and I saw a tree. <laughs> I'm thinking, thank you. <laughs> no. The problem is that, and there's so many dreams and interpretation dictionaries out there and it's good, it's very good be able to start with, but the person, the best person to interpret is the one who received it. The reason for that is that, let's say, red means blood to me, but red means love to Pastor Eric. So now God shows him red. God is trying to speak to him about the love that he has for him. And so he comes to me and says, well, I had this dream last night about this red, and I'm saying, brother, you're about to die or bleed. <laughs> and I'm not lying, that's my interpretation. I'm not missing it. So it's very important when you see pictures to learn to interpret those pictures and the meaning of it. In the book of Ephesians, Chapter 4, when we look at the fivefold ministry, it starts off and he says, Christ appointed. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and pastors. Christ appointed them. And the difference between the gifting and the office is the following thing. When we have a couple here tonight that is going through trouble in their marriage, and as a church, you all know them. And this couple is here, and we call them uh, to the front. I want to explain the gifting and the office to you. So we have the couple that's sitting here. Everyone knows about them. So the gifting flows, and someone prophesies to them under the gifting and says that God says that he's comforting you right now in this season and this moment of your life. And God is protecting you and healing your heart, which is all correct. It's building, comforting, and encouraging them at this moment. Okay? Everybody knows them, and they're looking at this person that's prophesying, and they're thinking, well, there's a prophet in the house. 
Praise God. This guy is gifted. This person is sharp in the spirit. Wow. And they all clap. They're all excited. Okay? Now, when the office comes in, the prophetic office comes to the exact same couple, the office would come to them and start to prophesy and say that God says that you are at the best place that you can be. And everybody looks at this prophet and says, well, he doesn't know what is happening in their life. But when it comes to the prophetic office, God doesn't need their situation to be confirmed. He needs a word to be spoken into their life that would change the situation, that would change the season. He needs a word to be released. Not just a word, the word that he's speaking. Exact word that he's saying. And therefore, it's so important to have integrity and never add or take away from what God is saying. Because that exact word, as you say it, then it'll go out and it will not return void. It will go and accomplish that. I had a business guy who I ministered to about two years ago. <coughs> and I looked at him in this morning. The morning as I walked into church, started to minister. And when I looked at him, <coughs> the Lord said to me, he's called to have billions. I'm releasing billions over his life. So I looked at him and, and I walked over to him and I started to prophesy. And I said, the Lord says that he is releasing hundreds of millions in your life. And God said, I didn't say that. I said, yeah. billions. Yeah. Now, I thought it was a little bit too much. So <laughs> I tried to... No, a, billion is, a billion is a billion. So, so as I said it to him, the Lord said, no. I said, billions. Don't change my words. Say what I said. So I went back to him and I said, well, billions. God is calling you to have billions. He was so upset about that word. So upset about it. He threw a fit. He left the church. He was mad at his pastor, mad at the leadership in the church. He left the church. He came to see me, phoned me week after week after week, because at that moment in his life, he was busy losing everything. The bank just took his house, big house. Um, bank took his house, and they started to take one car off the other car. His children is at university, and he couldn't pay the school fees anymore, so he had to take them out of university. His children's mad at him, and he was so upset because he said, you know, God is saying that I'm called for billions, but I don't have enough money right now to put food on the table. I don't want billions. I just need right now to make, I just need to, be, I just need to pay my rent. His marriage and everything was going through a difficult time because of this financial pressure, and he would phone me week after week and swear over the phone. And one day he came to see me. He had the prophetic word on a, on a CD. And we had coffee and he put it on the table. He said, well, <clears throat> this is the word that you gave. So he said, what does God say? And I said to him that I could only share what the Lord gave me. I can't change it. I can't explain it. I can't. This is what the Lord showed me. And I'm going to stick with that. God's going to do it. I don't know how, but the Lord's going to do it. Well, he disappeared eventually, and two years later, which is now six months ago, um, we relocated to a different city in South Africa. We stay in Cape Town right now. And um, while we uh, there, I, I received this phone call of this guy, and he says, well, I'm driving through Cape Town at the moment. Are you here? I said, yes. I said, could I please take you for lunch? He said, you're welcome. He says, I would like to 
take you and your wife for lunch because we want to just we want to thank you. I said, yeah, it's, it's fine. Um, I said to him, but what happened about the word about the <laughs> you know, the last time he spoke to me over the phone? He was swearing and throwing the phone down. So I said, what what happened? He said, well, everything came into existence. Everything happened exactly that way. Now I'm sharing this with you because there's times in your life where you will encounter a prophet. And a prophet might speak a word into your life at that moment that you don't understand. You might hear something today that might not mean anything to you, but tomorrow it will change your life. Now, people say in, in our prophetic schools, we do prophetic schools all over the world, and in the prophetic schools we train people that when you receive a prophetic word, that one of the things that you need to have when you receive the word is you need to have peace about it. Yeah. And that's not true. Because <clears throat> there's going to be some words in your life that you're going to receive and not have peace over. <laughs> when a person is in total surrenderance to God, then they have peace. But if God touches on an area in your life that you don't want Him to touch, then you're going to say, well, this is a false prophet. <laughs> Every, my, everything made sense to me, but not that part. <laughs> Just got back from, from Germany and I went into, uh, I didn't minister that, that evening. Um, I went to this guy and he showed me in his house, he imported a uh, uh, Dodge Viper from America to Europe. So we walk into his house and he's this, got this Dodge Viper that he parked there. And he said to me, you know, God can, I'll give very wealthy man, I'll give anything, everything to God, but not this car. You know, my wife doesn't even touch this car. Cleans it every day, he doesn't drive, it just parked in his living room, in, in his house. <clears throat> that night, I didn't preach. Wasn't my, I didn't prophesy. There was a different prophet that came in and God said to him, well, there's something that you need to sow. It's red. Obviously, he said, well, I don't have peace about that. No. <laughs> Why? Because he is not in surrenderance. You know, there's still things in his life that he wants to keep. Now, often you'll receive a prophetic word. I, apparently, someone told me that I shouldn't use this word because it's, uh, it's not the right word in America, but um, you need in context. I want to use it the right way. Sometimes on Sundays, you'll receive a prophetic word. And then on Mondays, all hell will break loose. <laughs> In context. Sometimes you receive a prophetic word on Sunday about what God's going to do in your life. And then on Monday, the opposite happens. Now, it's, it's quick. You know, people are quick to turn around and say, well, it was a false prophet and I don't know what he said. The Bible says we should test the word, not the prophet. So... People will say that, but what I want to say to you is maybe God knew about what is about to happen on Monday. And He's been preparing you for what He wants to do and where He wants to take you. I shared a testimony this morning. A year ago, I was in Syracuse and I ministered to a couple, and the, um, 
uh, I flew back to South Africa. I just arrived in South Africa, phoned the pastor, and I said to him, is everything okay? How's it going? He said, well, I've got good news and bad news. The good news is you prophesied to a couple about a phone call that they will receive. Well, immediately after the meeting, when they walked out and put their phone on, the phone call came in. It happened exactly that way. Bad news is you prophesied to a lady about an operation that she needs to get and you told her that God said that everything would be fine. Well, during the operation, she went into a coma. And she's been in a coma for a week now, and they are going to put the machines off. I'm on my way to hospital. So I said to the pastor, why do you say that is bad news? I said to him, didn't God say everything would be fine? I drove back to the hospital here in Syracuse, and took the prophetic word, and he played the word. It's not about the prophets, it's about the word. He played the word in the hospital, prayed with the family about what God said he's going to do, and they started, um, the doctor said, there's nothing they can do, even if she would come back, half of her brain, which would be her personality, would be affected, and there's nothing they can do with her. They have to put off the machines. And she signed a letter and asked them to do that. So they started to put off everything. They removed the feeding tube, and continued, and when they removed the oxygen, she woke up. Amen. Two days ago, she walked into the meeting and she gave the testimony. <laughs> A word went out. A word was spoken. There's some words that have been spoken over your life. Now, when it comes to the word, a word is a word. It doesn't matter how it comes. It comes through a prophet, through the scriptures, through a sermon, through God speaking to you, through the worship, however the word comes. The word will come into fulfillment. The biggest mistake that people make when they receive a word is they try to carry the word and they don't allow the word to carry them. They try to make it happen. They try to bring it into existence. You know, people get a word on Sunday that God's going to give them a new job, and then Monday they quit their current job. <laughs> and then for six months they stay home, and they're thinking, God, what happened? And then six months later, the, the door opens, exactly what God said He's going to do. God is trying to prepare us way in advance for things that's about to happen. And he speaks to us way in advance and tell, tries to tell us, listen, this, this is about to happen in your life. I'm preparing you for this moment. You're my child. You know me. Now, I want to address, I'm ending with this one last sickness or disease that the global church have. And that is a beautiful Hebrew word, but I'm just going to give you the English today of that word. The English for this sickness, it's worse than anything that I've seen, it is called confirmation. Okay. It's a very beautiful and religious way to postpone or delay God's plan for Christians. Okay. It's amazing by God's grace. I've seen so many people that ask for confirmation. You know, they want to see a dove that flies by and God does it. It's a dove that flies by. And then they ask for a confirmation for the confirmation. <laughs> they say, no, no, it's got to have a red, 
Lindel around his leg and you know and they're wasting and postponing time the whole time or delaying time in responding in what God wants to do. <coughs> the first prophetic word that I gave in my life, the age of uh, 17, when the Lord called me, started to speak to me about the prophetic. God said, ask me if he could use me. I said, yes, God, you can use me and I'll, I'll do it. I'll do anything. And there was a lady in the meeting. Her name is Renelle. And God said to, me, uh, said to me, I want you to speak to her. So I ran to her. And on my way to Renelle, I thought, well, what does God want me to say? And I said, Lord, what, what should I say to her? And God said to me, Andre, I want, to, I want you to say to her that I love her. I said, come on, God. That's not a prophetic word. No. I, just, I just became a prophet now. Can you give me like something, <laughs> like a real word, like a, a number, or tell me about a sin or anything? And God said, tell her I love her. And it really took me a while. The first word that I gave, I walked over to her. I said to her, well, I've got a word for you. She said, please tell me. So what I did is I first covered for myself. I said to her, listen, if this word doesn't mean anything to you, don't think anything's wrong with me. <laughs> it might not be like a, a big word, but... Um, so I tried to explain and make sure that everything was okay. She said, please tell me. So I said to her, okay, this is not big, but God says he loves you. When I said it to her, the power of God hit her right there, and she fell to the ground in front of everyone. I stepped over her, and I said to her, he loves you, he loves you, he loves you, he loves you. <clears throat> she got up, and I asked her, I said to her, what just happened? And she said, she's standing in church in the worship just lost her marriage and the company she was working for. And during the worship, she's crying out to God. She decided she's, after the worship, she's going to get in a car, drive back home, and commit suicide. So during the worship, she's standing there crying out to God. and say, She said to God the exact words. She said, Lord, I'm not going to make this difficult for you. The only thing that I ask is that you would send someone to tell me that you love me. How many times we receive a word God wants to use us, but we think it's not big enough. But you don't realize what God is giving you as the power to change and transform someone's life. There's many pastors that are sitting here, people in ministry, and it's the simple things. The things that we think is irrelevant that God can use to move mountains. The simplicity, simple things. One word at the right time can change a person's life. Now, I don't want you to feel judged in any way tonight and think, well, I've missed it. At that same time, God gave the exact same word to 10 people in the room. But it's important for us to learn to respond. I try today not to go to bed at night before I've done everything that the Lord asked me to do. Every night I think about the day and I think, God, what did you tell me? Anything that you've asked, make sure. I don't delay it. I don't postpone it to the next day. God tells you to phone someone, phone them. Don't be all spiritual and strange and tell them, well, the Lord told me to phone you, and I don't know why I phoned you, maybe, but I phoned you, but yeah. Just phone them and tell, ask them, how, are you well? It's, it's good. Now, people become so heavenly-minded that they're earthly useless. Because these strange things that they're doing. I just did a conference in South Africa, and the pastor called me up, and he said to the entire church, um, well, 
you know, prophets, and you know how they are and what they do. I just want to apologize on behalf of this prophet, what he's about to do to the congregation. <laughs> I, said to the, I, got up, I said to the pastor, you don't have to. You know, being a, prof, a prophet or being prophetic doesn't mean you need to be strange. You don't, need to, you don't have to be some weird person, you know, strange. I always thought that, you know, if I became a prophet, do I have to dress like them and, you know, strange things that they're doing. We had a prophet in South Africa, and every time when he would prophesy, he had this strange thing that he did with his hand every time when he starts to prophesy. And everyone that he taught all his spiritual sons would do the exact same thing. When they would prophesy, they would put their hand up, do the exact same thing. And no one knew, but they asked him one day what happened. He said, well, the day when I prophesied, just before that, I slammed my hand in the, car's, in the door of the car. So I just couldn't... But they thought it's some spiritual thing to do. <laughs> just be normal. Just be normal. People need a word from God. They need to hear from God. And the main purpose of a New Testament prophet is to strengthen your relationship with the Lord. I can prophesy to a person without them even knowing that I'm prophesying to them. It's not about the person. It's not about being a prophet. It's not about being prophetic. It's about doing what God asks you to do. Responding to whatever He tells you. I'm sharing this with you because the Lord has told me, as I prayed for this conference, <coughs> over the next two or three days, God is going to ask you to do something. And He wants you to respond. He wants you to do that. Be obedient to what He tells you, whatever it might be. Some of you are going to take small steps of faith in the next two days. But it will be some of you that are sitting here, and God's going to require you to take big steps of faith. But it will set something into motion. A friend of mine uh, drove uh, from Pretoria to Cape Town. It's about a 14-hour drive, 12-hour drive. And he left Pretoria early in the morning. He wanted to get there before it was dark. Halfway through, we have the Karua, which is like a desert area type of area. And he's driving past that. And the Lord starts to speak to him and said to him, I want you to pull off the road. Continue to drive, and God speaks to him again. He says, pull off the road. Second time, eventually he thought God's wearing, uh, trying to warn him that there's something wrong with the car. So eventually he pulls off. After the third time that God spoke to him, gets out the car, walks around and trying to find a fault with the car. And next to him, out of the grass, comes a, a man that walks, walks straight to him with a firearm in his hand. And the guy says to him, do you know God? And right there next to the road, he leads him to the Lord. This guy came from Cape Town and lost everything in his life. He decided that he's going to commit suicide. And he drove from Cape Town, parked his car in the middle of nowhere, started to walk and walk and walk. And God brought them together exactly at the right place. Now, I tease this friend of mine always because I say to him, you know, if God speaks to you, he always has to start 10 miles ahead. <laughs> because it takes some time to get you to respond, to stop. But by God's grace, it is still amazing how the Lord still uses us even though we have disabilities. He still uses us exactly at the right place, at the right time. But I prayed to God and I said, Lord, I don't want to be like that. When you come into my city, I want you to know that I'll do it. 
I want you to come straight to my house and knock on my door and know that I'll respond. I don't want you to come into my city and say, well, if I want to use Andre, I had to start two weeks ago to prepare him and get him ready. Some of you that are sitting here, God can speak to you. He's going to speak to you. He's going to ask you to do something, and it will require faith. But what you'll do, it'll set something in motion. It's like a chain of positive events. You'll start something, not by doing what a person tells you to do, but by doing what the Spirit is leading you to do. And you have to respond in faith, accept it, and move. Okay. You're in church. You're right here. Don't sit here and say, well, I don't know if this is from God or not from God. This place is holy. Amen. This is God's house. This ground is prepared. So when the Lord speaks to you, when you're here, you don't have to worry or you know, get confused or doubt that you have to respond and know that God is speaking to your spirit. Amen. 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 I want you to close your eyes and I want to pray with you. Father, thank you for every person that's in this room. Thank you, Father, for your favor that's upon us and your grace that's here. Lord, I pray that you would speak to people. Speak to people. Father, I pray for, Lord, acceleration or clarity of your voice, that you'd speak to us clearly. Clearly, God. Father, I pray that over the next two days, three days, testimonies will come back of what you have done, what, how you've spoken to people, and in hours, things started to happen, things started to change. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. We trust in God for, and this is what the Lord shared with me, and I, I shared with you prophetically that over the next two days, God's going to do something. God's going to do something. You don't, you don't seem to be excited. <clears throat> Over the next two days, God's going to do something. God wants us to put a time on it, a date on it, a time. And I want to say to you that this year, two days, in two days, in two days, something is about to happen. There's a change coming. There was a delay, but it's the right season, it's the right moment now, and we call those things into existence. There's not a better time than now. Right now, at this moment, there's people that's sitting here who's, who have family that's not serving God. You have family that's not serving God. Within the next two days, within the next two days, God's going to touch them. Amen. Two days. <clears throat> you prayed for them, and you prayed for them, and you prayed for them. They're going to have a visitation by God. Spirit of God will touch them wherever they are. It doesn't matter where, God will touch them. will touch them wherever they are. We're praying for them. People that are sitting here and you've cried out for family. You've really prayed and prayed and prayed. Ask the Lord, please, save them. Reach out to them. You've prayed. It's been really a prayer. God heard your prayer. He heard your prayer. And He's going to touch those family members wherever they are. He's going to do it. He's going to come through for them. There's people that are sitting here and you're sitting in a situation and... People made promises to you, and because of the promises that they made to you, you acted and you responded, and you, you are in a situation, and they didn't keep their promises. But you made plans, and you made arrangements, and you planned according to it, and you're sitting in a situation, you don't know how to get out of it. Because of people, promises people made, and you don't know, it seems that you're entangled, and it's like a net of manipulation that's thrown over you, and you don't know how to get out of it. In the next two days, God's going to do something. 
She's going to do something. It seems impossible. It seems there's no way out of it. I see you sitting in a room, and there's, it's, you're starting to feel anxious. You don't know how to get out of that situation. God's going to make a way. I see a door that he puts, another door that puts in the wall. God's making a new way out. He's going to take and remove you from that situation, from that place. You'll get out of it. Amen. Okay. For the next two days, God's going to touch people with incurable diseases. The doctor said it is incurable, but to God, not. The doctor said it's incurable. Incurable diseases, God's going to start something. He's going to do something. You're praying for them. They don't have to be here. I said this morning, for you just to be here is a contact point for your entire family. Okay, where's the lady that I prophesied to this morning? Did you bring your husband? He's coming tomorrow night. Coming tomorrow night. Okay. I'll, I'll give his address to her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll get him. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Lord. If you want to prophesy to me, you're welcome at any, any stage. You want to, if you want to, no pressure. If you want to get up, you're welcome to any time to join me. Okay. We're partners, if you like it or not. <clears throat> We're called to help God's people to help them. Sir, at the back with a shirt. What's your name? Black shirt. Yes. And do you have a ministry before? Never. Could you please stand up? Next to you is your? Next to you is your? Your wife. Would you please stand with him, wife? <clears throat> Thank you, Father. Would you all dance? Thank you, Father, for their lives and their relationship. God is touching your relationship is touching your marriage. God's doing a new thing. How long are you married? Uh, 20 years. years in May. Okay. I'm praying for your relationship. God's doing a new thing. I'm not saying anything is wrong. God's touching your relationship and you're going into a time of rest. You've been so busy doing so many things, but there's a new season, a new cycle, a new seasons waiting for you as being birthed right now, in this moment. God's doing a new thing. You, are, you don't give up. You're not someone to give up on anything. If someone tells you it cannot be done, you go for it and you, and you show them it can be done. You're a go-getter. But everything in your life up until now has been a fight. Everything. Even as a little boy, you had to fight for everything. You had to show yourself worthy. You had to stand up and you had to be a man at a very young age. And tonight I want to come and I want to call an end to that time of your life. Amen. Things came difficult up until now. Everything was a fight, but from now on, from this moment on, God's peace is upon you, God's mercy is upon your life. The enemy tried to use you, and I see your hands full of blood, and the enemy tried to use your hands to bring a lot of damage and, um, and hurt to people's life, but God says that it will use those same hands to restore people's lives, to bring healing and to bring restoration to people. It's a new season for you, a new time of your life. I don't know what you're doing and what you're busy with, but I see you working on motorcycles. I see a lot of motorcycles, and I see for a season in your life that you're fixing and you're working on them. It seems to be more like a hobby, but God's going to use that, and it will also be a stream of income that will come into your life. God's going to open a supernatural door in that, in that area of your life. Ma'am, what do you do for a living? Ma'am? You're what? Office manager. What's that? Okay, thank you, Father, for her life. People underestimate you and value 
and who you really are, and you underestimate yourself as well. You don't see who you really are, and there's a change that's coming in your job situation. There's a promotion that God has for you. God's going to open a door to you, and it will bring so much joy to you. It will be a blessing to you. I see you getting up, and you're really in the cycle from really working from day to day, trying to just make it. But it's time for a harvest in both of your lives. Time to go. How long have you been serving God? Sir, how long have you been serving God? All your life. Okay. Okay, raised in church. Me too. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Best days of my life. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Father, for their lives. It's a new season for both of you. God's going to do a new thing, complete new thing in both of your lives. Okay. Amen. Maybe see that. Thank you so much. Lady with the brown on, what's your name? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's you. I've got this one strange eye that does that. <laughs> Would you stand, please? What's your name? Danielle. And next to you? Your husband. Would you stand with her, please? And the son. Is that the son next to you? Let him stand. Joseph. Josiah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. God has heard your prayers. And praying and asking God for very specific things. And the Lord has heard your prayer and God's going to intervene. As we speak, God's busy doing something in that situation in your life. You're really a woman of faith. And uh, it's been a battle and it's been a challenge. But you have rose and th- rised up through those challenges. And you've battled everything out in faith. And God has given you that capacity to contain and to carry faith. You're trusting God for big things. It's big dreams that you have and big things. And people might think it's impossible but I want to say to you tonight that God is going to do it. He's going to do it for you. Okay, what's your name, sir? Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. You just go on and, yeah, there's nothing that really, you know, <laughs> the world can fall away, but you'll go on. It's, it's always a new day, something new to try. And that, um, you've got such a good heart, and you're not someone that gets involved in any politics or anything, anything negative. You just move on, and you've, you've learned just to get into a cycle. But I see that God is, there's acceleration that is coming in your life and what you're doing, what you're busy with. Acceleration that is coming. What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm an engineer for okay. Caterpillar. Okay. Company. Now, what I see is I see wood, but I see the time will come where you will have your own company and work for yourself. Your own company, I see wood, not just constructions. You're working with wood and doing many different things and covers and things you're putting in, but it'll be your own company one day, your own. You've been very faithful with everything that you had in your life up until now. You plan everything out and you do the same and you're very faithful with that, but God wants to expand your lives. She's been praying and asking God to expand and do new things. And it's great. We thank God for everything that you've received and happened up until now in your life, but God wants to take you to a greater place, a higher place. God entrusts you with more. And his favor is upon you, and there's expansion that is coming in your life. Okay. You st- what do you do for a living? Do you study? Okay. Now, you've got an incredible mind. Incredible mind. You're not dumb. You know, if I had your brain when I was in school, I could have done much more. But uh, you're not putting all the effort and the time in that you can. And I want to encourage you, because the next couple of years of your life is very important for what God wants to do and where he wants to take you. I see several degrees that you will have in your life. 
things that you'll achieve. You've very got a sharp, sharp mind, but it's very important for you to start to put time and energy into that. Now, it's been strange with you with friendships that you, you know, you're not a person who has as many friends around you as others, but the people that's around you is real friends. And you don't need 50 friends, you just need one real friend that needs to be in your life. And there is some of those friends in your life, but you are such a good friend to everyone that encounters you in life. You don't have to prove anything to anyone. God loves you. I see there's a special relationship that you have with the Lord. It's your own way and where you pray in that, but God is busy working with you and He's part of your life. No, the word says that the Lord was with Samuel as he grew up. And it's very important for you at this age to continue to walk with God because God will use this moment as he walks with you through your life. It will prepare you for greater things that he wants to do in your future. God's favor is upon you as a family. I want to encourage you to continue to serve God and to continue to seek God's way because God will bless you. God's really going to raise you up as a family. As a family, you'll become a pillar to many families. God is making your house a safe haven for many people to come in and out and to rest and to sit and um, just to be restored in that. It's a very safe place. There's some reshaping of remodeling of your own home. It's expansion that's coming. You need to make it bigger. You need to be able to contain more people. You see large groups will come in. They'll sit there. It will really be a place of fellowship for people. It's not a church. It's not a place where, you know, it's just a place of fellowship. And God will use that to touch and restore people's lives. Okay. Amen. Be seated. <coughs> Prophet, are you ready? <laughs> Just do this, then I know. <laughs> Anytime. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. I want to say a couple of things. I don't want to, the purpose of it is not to expose anyone. You need to understand that. Now, God will never say something if He's not going to do something about it. So He's saying it because He wants to do something. Now, I want to say a couple of things, and when, I've, when I'm done, then I want you to stand up because I want to pray with you regarding these situations. I see someone that is sitting here today that's losing their home. You're losing your home. I don't know what's happening, but it seems, I don't know if you're late with paying them, and so what's happening, but you're at a position where you're losing your home. I want to pray with you in that because God wants to intervene and do something in that situation. I see someone who is here a relationship that is broken up. It might be just a dating relationship or a marriage or whatever it is. A relationship is broken up, but you're still praying for the other party. You're still hoping for the relationship to be restored. You're still trying to mend it. I want to pray with you tonight because God wants to do something within that situation. See, another person that is sitting here, and it's not just you, but part of your family, your family, and they're thinking of immigrating, of moving, of leaving America, of going to a different country. They're thinking of leaving, of moving. It's you, but it's the family that's connected to you, thinking of relocating, of moving America, going to a different country. I want to pray with you. God will touch you. He must do something about this situation. The Lord showed me people will be here tonight, and I saw Australia. I saw you have a connection someone, it seemed to me it's a very close relationship that of someone that is staying in Australia. It's not the same one of someone that's immigrating, it's something else. You have relationship, you have family or something staying in Australia. I want to pray with you regarding this specific situation. The thing that I spoke about tonight about God wants to heal incurable diseases. And I want to extend the invitation if you're sitting here tonight and there is 
someone that you know that has an incurable disease. Whether you're here tonight or whether you just know them, I want you to um, stand in the gap for them tonight or be a point of contact for them. That God will touch you if it's you or that person that has an incurable disease. God wants to do something about that situation. Okay, if it's you, any one of those, these things, I want you to stand. I would love to pray with you. <coughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Again, I want to say, I want to repeat this again. Listen, please. God will never expose you. It's not the idea. As a church, tonight, we want to stand with you and we want to trust God on your behalf for a miracle, for a breakthrough. God will never do this. God will never expose or show it if he's not going to do something about it. God's going to touch you. He's going to touch that situation. Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ with every person that is standing right now. Father, we thank you for a breakthrough. We thank you, God, that you would do something supernatural. Thank you, God. Supernatural. Thank you, Lord, for testimonies that will come back for what you have done, of what you have done. We thank you for that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. May we see that. <laughs> Are you still with me? Are you tired? No. Okay, awesome. What's your name? Yes. Yes. Why are you laughing? Lindsay. Lindsay, would you stand, please? I was trying to get the attention of me and put everything on you. Oh. Who's next to you? This is my lovely husband, Brandon. Husband, please stand with her. Please. You're such a strange couple. <laughs> <laughs> Even the speakers agree. <clears throat> You're such a strange couple, but God has placed you together. And God has blessed us. Are you married? Yes. How long? Three years in August. <laughs> Never interrupt the woman. <clears throat> Three years. Okay. What do you do for a living, man? I am a stay-at-home mom. Stay-at-home mom. It's called the home engineer. <laughs> what do you do, sir? IT. Okay. Now, why I say to you that you are strange is because that God, even though you look strange, and that God has placed you together, and you have, both of you, have such beautiful hearts towards people. You know, people can knock on your door any time of the night and you'll help them. Such good hearts. So I hear that you're saying that you're a house mom or dad, but there's ministry upon your life. And God is calling you to stand up and to touch people's life and, and to be an instrument in his hands. The prophetic is very strong upon your life and it's time for you to open up your mouth and to allow God to work through your life. Now, I want to encourage you to be connected and to be part of a church somewhere. Are you in this church? Um, I'm with Pastor Ann. Okay, where's Pastor Anne? Would you stand with her just for a moment, please? I want to say, the uh, reason why I'm saying to you that it's important for you to be connected is because I see in the next six months of your life, six months, I see that the next six months will be a preparation time, a preparing time where God is preparing you for what He wants to do in the future. And I want to encourage you to be at church and be part of a, of a church, of church family somewhere, because there's a major change that's coming. There's things that God's going to do through your life that all of those people that said you will achieve nothing, nothing will come of your life, 
will be the ones that will stand amazed at what God's going to do. Okay. <laughs> God uses whoever He wants to use. I want to say to you tonight that God, both of you as a couple, that God has blessed your marriage, God has blessed your house, and He's going to use you, not just your home, but in ministry as well. God's going to raise you up, and you'll be, I see a lighthouse like a tower to people when it comes to the gospel. People will look at your lives, and you'll have a testimony of what God has done and how, when everyone turned their backs on you, how God stepped in, and He saved you, and He stood by you. So many people that have disappointed you up until now in your life, but tonight God sets you free and God heals your heart. Of all the rejection, everything that happened through the past, tonight is the night where God heals your heart and you will have a heart for people like never before. A passion to reach the unlost and to reach the, sa the, the lost and the saved like never before, to help them. Those that have been thrown away, that people, the, the society have given up upon, God is sending you to pick them up, to carry them out, to help them get free. I see women that is in prostitution. God's going to use you to touch them and set them free, to get out of that and to, and to be restored. And they will complete, there'll be complete change will happen in their lives. I see a program that will be broadcasted in the future of these women, of where they started and where they ended, and how they were nothing, but something happened in their life and they were restored. There's power upon you to set people free of addictions, People that's addicted, see drugs and things, and God will use your life, because that's one thing that the enemy tried to, to destroy your life with. God will use it against the enemy to set people free. In one sentence, as you touch them, they'll be set free. Any form of the addiction at that moment. Okay. Who, who would have thought God would have given you such a wife? <laughs> I know, how you handle her? She's like a bouncing ball. <laughs> You're a good man with a lot of patience, good heart, and people can, can make the same mistake over and over and over, and every morning you have new grace for them. You've got so much grace for people, so much time to sit with people and to help them. I see a school that you'll be part of in the future, some kind of school where people are trained and they are equipped with computers in, in the area of where you're working, but I see you teaching and training and helping, and it's again, it's, it's people that have... If some of them have some kind of disability or shortage in their life, but you have the patience to sit with them and help them through it. And just by putting in the time into them, by spending time with them, they will be healed as well. And I'm not saying it's not a ministry, it's not a church. I see as you physically, in the secular world, as you train, that God will even use that place as a place of healing in those people's lives. That they, there'll be changes in the way and in their sickness, and now they are, they'll be set free because of the mercy that's upon your life. It's a new home that's coming, the home you're staying in right now. It's not, not the last one. There's a new home that's coming. God is preparing for you. I see people that will come in and out of your life for times, and some people will stay for a certain amount of time, and you need more rooms for people to come in. And then the other half of the rooms, we need to fill with children. So, How many children do you have? Three. Is that it? Is that it for now? For now. For now. Okay. Praise God. It's strange. Even your children are strange. Strange. Three little strange children. They're so different, but they 
still unique in their ways and they've got different callings upon their lives, but they've got so much anointing. There's so much anointing upon your children. Yes, you're going you're gonna to see in the future how what God's going to do through your children's lives. I see you look back at their lives and how you stand amazed about how, how God used them. They're so different in different ways, but the glory of God is upon your children. God has really blessed your home. There's some decisions that you've made you don't realize by making that decisions, what you've set into motion. I see you entering a spiritual summer in your lives, and I see just God's favor is rolling over and over and over. Do you know that you can enter a spiritual summer for the rest of your life? You don't have to go through winter, summer, winter, summer. You can just have summer. And I see you entering summer, and it's time for a harvest, harvest. The enemy stole enough. I want to come tonight and want to stand in unity with you in everything that the enemy tried to steal from you I want to call a hundredfold return. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Mm. Is your parents still alive? Both of your parents? Okay. We're praying for them. Are they here? Where's mom? Come stand with her, mom. Let's give this woman a hand. She had to raise her. <laughs> Just know how many times your mother prayed and cried for you yes. through the nights. Through the nights. Thank you, Father, for a mother like that. Thank you, God. Now, what I see is that, and I sp I'm speaking to both of your parents, the parents, um, both, cup, uh, both couple of parents, that God is touching both of your parents. He's touching them. God's going to do something in their lives. Yes. And God's bringing a harvest to them. They've done so many things, but both of them have not been rewarded the way they need to. And we're praying for them that the Lord will extend their years. We're praying for their health. See, one parent that is sick, some kind of sickness or disease that the enemy wants to bring upon them, we come against that and speak life and life in abundance in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Bless you. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. God's good. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Alex, where's Alex? You stand, please. Thank you, Lord, for Alex. You've got such a good heart and you're a man of integrity in everything you're doing, so many things you're doing in secret that no one knows about, but God's going to honor you for that. I want to say to you tonight that the Lord is going to honor your faithfulness. Faithfulness. God has placed you here in this church, and there's a season, a time for you to be here. The Lord is preparing you like David was prepared in the field for something completely different, but there was a season in his life, and it seemed like it was nothing, you know, to take care of sheep and to do what he needed to do, but the Lord was preparing him to be a king, to be promoted. God has a major promotion for you that's waiting, but this is a preparation time, and you're here for a reason. I want to pray with you that God would, and it's not that you're lacking zeal or passion, you've got so much zeal and passion, but the fire will run and continue to run and not grow weary. You don't get tired. You finish your season strong here. God wants to do. And uh, God will honor your faithfulness in that. The enemy is trying to come through a door in your life and trying to, um, to lure you off and other things. But tonight I come against that and, and especially close that door. And thank God for your life and the fact you've been set apart. I pray for God's anointing upon you and the spirit of discernment. You'll be able to discern and know 
what is right and what is wrong and follow God's way. You know, he says, I put life and death before you. And then he gives us a tip. He says, life is really life. <laughs> okay. And I want to encourage you to continue to choose life. Continue to do the right thing. Continue to walk in the right thing because there is a reward in that, in that area. You've honored so many people and even though it's been difficult, you still honored them, you still gave your best and you didn't realize that God saw that, he was aware of that. And because of that, he's going to promote you. He's going to lift you up at the right time, at the right moment, because we will pick you up. There's some desires and things you're praying for, you're asking God for some breakthroughs in your own life, God's going to do it. He's going to do it. You don't have to tell people about it or promote it. God heard your prayers and he's going to intervene in that area. It's a financial blessing that's coming for something that you're trusting God for. It'll happen. God's going to do it in your life. Okay. Amen. Bless you. Just remember, <laughs> it's very important when you become all rich and famous, remember me and Pastor Eric. Don't forget us. Amen. Can I minister to you? Sure. Please stand up. People like you. Me, you. Sorry. What am I doing? It's my fault. I had, uh, for the first time in my life, I had, what did we have today? What did I have to eat today? For the first time in my life, I had chicken fried steak. <laughs> it's not that. So, amen. Thank you, Father, for her life. This moment, this season, is the most important time of your life. Most important. I see God sending you, and every time when He sends you, you say, God, every time when God sends you, you send someone else. Every time when God says, I want you to do it, you say, you know, I think this person can do a better job. Let them do it. Let this in. And your heart is all about empowering and encouraging others and pouring into them. But I see three times the Lord is calling you, calling you, calling you, and you always want to empower others and push them to the front. But this right now is your season and your moment. If you wanted to, you could have become very famous if you wanted to. But you pursued God. It wasn't about fame. It wasn't about your name being known. It was doing what God wanted to do. And there has been some difficult decisions that you had to make. You had choices. And you could have gone the easy route and it could have really accelerated your ministry or in your name quickly. It could have uplifted you quickly, but you chose to do the right thing. And because of that, I see some people that broke connections with you. Christians, people in ministry, that broke relationship with you because of that. You didn't follow their ways and you didn't agree with the same things. They went on their own way. But I want to say to you tonight that God is going to honor you for following His word and His way and being faithful with what He has given you. There's an expansion that is coming. I see, you know, we all have anointing or favor or grace to carry something. We are called to be um, a person or a woman of a hundred, then a thousand, then ten thousand, and so it goes on. And I see that, uh, you've been called, I see a capacity of being a woman of a thousand. But I see God is promoting you and taking you to place and being a woman of ten thousand. I'm breaking that limitation of what you can carry and what you can, what you can handle. And it's not about being something or, or marketing, promoting. It's, uh, it's about the favor of God that's upon your life. And God is giving you the capacity 
to be in that position and run. I see a television network that will approach you. And there's a program, something that we will be connected to. And I want to say to you now, but the Lord wants you to accept it this time. Because many opportunities came to you that you didn't accept, you didn't allow that. But, uh, but God says this time, what he's bringing to you, he wants you to be seen and, and he wants you to accept it. Because God will use that to touch many people. This network that I see doesn't just broadcast in America. It goes to different countries, touching people that might seem a little bit smaller, smaller division network, but it goes beyond America. Touches people in different countries. I see Africa and Europe is also being touched by that. God's going to use you. Now, God is opening Europe for you. Europe. Europe. Opening Europe for you. Now, you don't, you don't want to go. You always want to stay home and do other things. Like that. But there's a time that's coming of traveling. And you'll travel a lot. A lot. There's a lot of traveling that's coming. And God's been stirring it in your heart to put things in place at home. To, put, to prepare the right people, to prepare everyone to be able to contain, and it's there. You can prepare people, and everyone is ready. So the time, the moment is coming where God is releasing you, and Europe is opening. Many things will happen out of that and out of that place. There's a city that's called Geneva, and Switzerland will play an important role in your life. Within Geneva, so where the UN is, it's an important play, an important area that I see God is bringing people from all over the world, different places to that city. And there'll be something will happen in that city with you there. There'll come a time where you will release a prophetic word over a nation. And God has been building the faith and the capacity to do that. You've been very hesitant and very careful to say certain things and get involved in things because you know the calling. I know the pastor Eric told me you've been a pastor and you know what that is. But God is calling you to go beyond that. And in the prophetic, He's taking you to a new level, and I see a prophetic word where God will speak to you to, re to release, not over America, to release a prophetic word over a nation. And God's going to use that word, and it'll go through Parliament, it'll go through the ministers, it'll get to the right person. Will, you'll be known for that. In America, God is expanding your territory and your area, and where you are and what you're doing. God is shifting borders, and I see where... Uh, where you were just functioning or in one state, how God's connecting everything around you and the influence is going over there and what you are carrying. Where's your husband? Single. You want to be single the rest of your life? Yes. Sure? Yeah. Oh, okay. Beautiful men in South Africa. <laughs> okay. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At least you're honest. Thank God for that. Okay. What's your name? Danny. What's your connection, the two of you? What's your connection with her? Okay. Would you stand with her? It's a very strong connection between the two of you. And I see that there'll be a time that you'll travel together. You'll go everywhere together. You'll travel together. Okay. She's excited about that. But I, I was, as I stood here and I'm asking the Lord, because the Lord showed me you'll have a companion that'll be with you. And I thought, well, a man. So, so I'm asking you, do you have a man that? But as I said, the Lordship, this is the companion. This is the person that'll travel with you, that'll be with you, will go from you to place, especially Europe, things that's coming. She'll be there, she'll take care of you. For a season in your life, she'll be there. A strong anointing, a mantle that you carry, and a time and date will come where you'll pass this mantle upon her. I want to ask you to be faithful, be faithful with 
where you've been placed and you will carry something. You know, every movement that took place from the Azusa Street Revival only lasted a generation. It stopped every time after a generation. And the reason is it was never passed on. It's so important for us to have spiritual fathers and mothers and sons and daughters. And what you're carrying is a movement. It is something that will be passed on onto the next generation. It will go on from strength to strength to strength. Every generation doesn't have to start all over again. And the summit you can can be released at the right time and put up. And I want to really encourage you, I don't know what you're doing at the moment, but really to spend time with her and be there so she can impart into you and train you as it goes on. It's very strict, you know, she doesn't play. But uh, what she tells you to do when she speaks in your life, it's for a reason. It's because she knows what you need to do and what's important for this moment and this season of your life. There's many people that have speak, spoken negatively about you, about your ministry. People that in front of you celebrated you, but behind your back they said negative things. And God is taking, I see your name that have been slandered and negative things that have been attached to that, and God is restoring your name. He's taking all those negative things off completely. People won't even remember that, what they've said. He's restoring your name. You are a woman of integrity. Integrity is who you are. Purity. We all have made mistakes in our lives, and, that, and the enemy tried to use something of the past against you, but there's nothing in your life. I want to say to you that God says, He looks at you right now tonight, and there's no fault that God finds in your life. Nothing. No fault. There's nothing that the enemy can use to pin you down or to use it negatively. In that You've got so much wisdom and prayer. As you pray, I see really the integrity. And as you pray in that, how God reveals you through prayer exactly what needs to be done and that you're very careful <laughs> before you speak. But I'm going to say to you, when this woman speaks, it'll happen. When she speaks, it'll happen. She speaks. She doesn't just speak. She prays, she prepares, and then she speaks. And when she speaks, it'll happen. There's acceleration that is coming where you would prophesy or you would minister, and it would take years to come into fulfillment. There's acceleration that's happening where when you speak again, it'll take months. It won't take years. It'll take months. There's accelerations coming on your words as you speak. Word says, the Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and the Lord let none of his words fell to the ground. And there's acceleration that's coming. As you speak, it'll happen. It'll manifest much quicker, not years anymore. It'll come to pass, and it will manifest in Jesus' name. Stretch out your hands, and let's pray for them. Father, I pray for a prophet, God. And I honor her tonight, Lord, as a prophet and a pastor, Lord. Thank you, God, for the gifting that's upon her life, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, that you've prepared, you've been preparing her for this moment and this time, God. Thank you, God, for acceleration that is coming, that every need will be met, every need, every need will be met in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I want to thank you for being here tonight. I'm going to be here tomorrow night. And if I'm here, you have to be here. <laughs> so I want to encourage you to be here tomorrow night. Um, I really sense that God is about to do something next two days. Really. It's not just something I'm saying. It, it'll happen. And I'll be here tomorrow night, so I want to encourage you, please, if it's possible to be here every evening, be here. Take this moment seriously and be expectant in your heart. Expect something. Expect something. Say, God, I'm expecting something to happen. I'm holding on to something. 
lady with the blonde hair, God's going to do it. Yeah. He's going to do it. You have the expectancy. I see in your spirit, there's expectancy. Hold on to the expectancy. God's going to do it. He's going to bring that breakthrough that you, that you need. It's not wasted time. It's not wasted time. God will do it. It'll come through. Okay. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Eric. Stay right here. Stay right here. I want you to just extend your hands with me. We're going to pray for Andre's voice. Lord, we thank you right now for strength. Strength to these vocal cords. Strength to this throat in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Lord, in our weakness, your strength is made perfect. And I thank you now for healing, restoring, rest and strength for this body in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for what Andre has brought to us. Thank you, Lord, that he has delivered the word of the Lord to us. And I thank you, Lord, for using him mightily in our midst here tonight. Bless him. Bless his family. Bless his ministry, Father God. I thank you. You continue to increase. Uh, Pastor Roxanne, I, I, let me just stop for a moment. I just, uh, it, you have a word for him. I, I, I do. Let me, yeah. <coughs> let me stand on my knees. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I was, I was going to save it for tomorrow night, but we'll, we'll go here. I, I saw um, you in a dry river bed, and uh, not that things are dry for you at all, you're already so busy, but I see a push coming for you. There's a push coming. It's like a big flood coming uh, from the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God coming along and just pushing you into all the places you need to be in, spiritually, financially, socially, physically, in every place that you're supposed to go and deliver God's Word. There is a strength coming and a fresh anointing coming, and partnership coming to push you into every place God has called, called you to come into. And, and I, I just see that it's a, it's a safe place. It's a good place. It's a strong place, but it's a very exciting place. You will declare, and within minutes, there shall be manifestation. Within minutes, there will be manifestation. The ears are going to open immediately for people that you speak to. Hearts are opening. They're going to uh, get revelation from exactly what your, uh, they'll get their interpretation. They'll get their revelation from what you're saying uh, quickly. You know uh, how you'll, you'll be prophesying to some people and they're kind of like, ah, yeah. But no, no, there's a focus coming on this. Uh, and, and what you've done for years, get ready, because it quadruples starting now. How will I do it, you say? By that push. By that push. The crowds will just have to be bigger. And I see that you're not just going into churches, but you have a neutral place, neutral places where you're set up to minister. And in those places, many churches will come together, and you'll be able to speak into their lives uh, more school uh, of the prophets, more school of ministry coming to you, and the uh, anointing of healings, the gifts of healings flowing so strongly along with your prophetic gifts. People's lives changing immediately. 
in the name of Jesus. And um, I see exponential prosperity in Jesus' name. And I want to, I feel like the Lord is saying this to me once again, partnership, people becoming your partners and sending you around the world. Thank you for them, Lord. We receive them right now. Thank you for my brother's partners in Jesus' name. <laughs> yeah, I know, Lord. I know. I, he just said this to me. I will not let him down. And I will not let his partners down. It's real easy to think about that. But the Lord, just, just like you said to that person, just tell her I love her. This is just, he's just saying to you, just to reconfirm, we won't stop. We won't stop. And I won't let you down. Thank you for it, Lord. Uh, and you'll be able to really keep your family structure together. No problem. No problem. No problem. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. I'll carry you all, said the Lord. I'll carry you all. You're a package deal. Thank you for it, Lord. Father, thank you for the anointing on this man. Thank you, Lord, that not one word will fall to the ground. In Jesus' name. Woo, praise God. Yeah, that had to happen. Amen. Wonderful. Wonderful. Praise God. Well, I want to take five minutes, all right? Five minutes. I want you to prepare an offering. We want to bless uh, Brother Andre, and so into his ministry. And uh, let me just say this, too, uh, just by that word. Some of you need to become partners with him, financial partners with Andre in his ministry, and, uh, and you can talk to him about that or get some information. But I, I just feel like I needed to say that. Some of you, uh, the Lord is speaking to you to become a monthly partner with him uh, in both prayer and, and finances. So um, just, just obey the, the word of the Lord. Like he said, the Lord's going to tell you to do something, and if you'll do it, some of you it's going to take faith. Some of you it's going to be small steps. Some of you it's going to be big steps. And uh, maybe that's a small step for some of you or a big step. But just follow the Lord on that. I'll just say, um, I just wanted to confirm a prophecy. One of the biggest things we're praying for at this moment is keeping my family together. It's something we're really praying for and because it's been so challenging um, traveling the whole time. And, you know, my son is three years old. He's growing up on the plane. And it's really been, been a major thing. I spoke to Pastor Eric about it as well. So maybe he told you, but um, <laughs> it's, it's been really one of, one of our deepest desires and a major thing. So I just want to confirm it and thank you for that. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Amen. And so tonight, if, you are, uh, if you're making out a check, just make it to One Cause Church, Memo Andre, and, um, or if you're giving online, you can uh, go to onecausechurch.com. Can you want to bring up our giving information there, Alex, on, for the screen? And uh, so everything that comes in here this evening is going to go to this man of God and to his ministry. Amen. So we want to uh, really bless him, and you know what happens when you give. Huh? What's going to happen when you give? It's not going to return void. When you give, it will come back to you. And, and giving, for, giving for the purpose of blessing someone else, God makes sure you get blessed in the process. Hallelujah. I love that. God's faithful to his word, and he will owe no one anything. Amen. And he watches over his wonderful word to perform it.
So uh, thank you. Thank you for your gifts tonight. Thank you for sowing into this ministry. It'll be a great blessing to them, not only to them, but to you as well. Amen. We have everybody, is there anybody here else need an envelope that we've, we've overlooked anyone here? We have someone here on the second row, Brian. Okay, good, good, good. Wonderful. Okay, now, if you would, if once you have your offering prepared, uh, you're ready, if you would just stand with me tonight. And if you're still working on it, don't worry about it. You just keep writing out what you need to. It takes a while to spell million, so you just <laughs> take your time. <laughs> Amen. Amen. One day you won't laugh at that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the word that has come to us tonight. Thank you, Lord, for all these who have come. Lord, I believe that you have spoken a word to all of us. You've spoken a word into our hearts, into our lives. Lord. We thank you, Lord, what happens when that seed is planted. You watch over that seed. You watch over your word to perform it, Lord. And we thank you that in that seed of the word of God is life. Your word is life to those who find it, and it is health to all of their flesh. Lord, we thank you that that seed of the word will take root and grow and strengthen these lives in the name of Jesus and bring great fruit. Hallelujah. Lord, bless these gifts tonight and the givers. We thank you, Lord, that these gifts that are brought here tonight for the man of God, the prophet of God, will increase the ministry, Lord. It will increase them. It will increase their ministry. And Lord, and it will also increase the giver. Lord, thank you that you love someone who's prompt and ready to act in giving. You love the generous heart, those who are calculating giving, Lord. I thank you that you bless them abundantly in that way. They shall never lack. Hallelujah. Thank you for that. We love you and we praise you. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Amen. Praise God. If our ushers are coming by with the bucket to receive the offering, then I want to pray a prayer blessing over you tonight. I want to remind you that tomorrow night, Pastor Roxanne Alexander will be ministering to us. And uh, very excited about that. That will start at 7 o'clock. Um, also, Tuesday night, we have Pastor Burt Wimberly from um, Wimberley, I want to say Wimberley, Texas, from Kerrville, Texas, from Gates of the City. Great church out there, been a friend of uh, ours for a long time. And then last night, final night, Wednesday night, is going to be the pontiff himself, Daniel Plowman, will be with us Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. So you don't want to miss any of these. As many of these that you can attend, please come. But hey, bring someone with you, okay? Bring somebody with you. Um, well, we're expecting great things, and right now we're just in that place. We've got the thing rolling. Momentum has begun, and we're just going to compound revelation upon revelation, go from strength to strength, from faith to faith. Amen? And, and, and build great, great relationship and have great fellowship all along the way. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's just lift our hands to the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for now, Lord, that uh, we have received from you tonight, Lord. We go with praise on our lips. I want you to offer up the, the sacrifice of praise to him now. Just thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Just offer up your thanks to him tonight. Thanks, thank you for the things he's spoken into your heart tonight, into your life. The destiny he has spoken, the future, hallelujah, the, 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 the healing and the, and the blessing of God upon your life, the promotion and the increase, all these words that have come. Just offer up thanksgiving to him now, Lord. Thank you for it, Lord. By saying thank you, we, we're saying we believe the word.
We expect it to come to pass, Lord. We thank you. We believe the prophet. And Lord, we understand that your word says when we do that, we shall prosper. We shall be established. And we thank you for that, God. And Lord, I thank you now that your people go in grace, that the favor of God surrounds them as with a shield, Father God. I thank you that the blessing of Abraham is upon them. They are blessed and they will be a blessing. And I declare over every family here, all of their children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be their peace. I declare marriages flourishing in love, hallelujah, the love and grace of God in the grace of life, Lord, as they share that together. And now, Lord, as they go from here tonight, they go with your angels standing guard around about them to take them to their destination safely. And when they lay down on their beds tonight, they will both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make them dwell in safety. And when they rise in the morning, they will rise with a song on their hearts and praise on their lips. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.